Welcome to Sell Like You, the ultimate sales podcast that will teach you how to make sales your superpower, transform your mindset, and in doing so, explode your sales beyond your wildest dreams. I'm Harriet Meller, and over the last 17 years, I've helped hundreds of top companies around the world, including my own, make more money and qualify more leads using simple strategies that work. In this podcast, you'll learn how I generated over 10 million in annual sales, along with the sales techniques, processes, and tools that will work for you to generate more dream-aligned clients and scale your business beyond what you thought was possible. If you're sick of the boring, outdated, and pushy sales tactics of the past, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. And welcome back to another episode with me, Harriet Meller, on the Sell Like You podcast. It's good to be back and beginning of a new week. So it's a Monday here in Perth. And I've thought of a fantastic topic to share with you this morning. And that is around the mistakes that I made in sales. Now, with over 17 years in sales, I have definitely made a fair few mistakes in my time. And I love sharing mistakes because I can then talk about how you can avoid them without potentially making them yourself um, or give you a reflection point of how potentially you're making mistakes or how potentially you could do better in your week, in your month, in your year ahead of sales. So whether you are selling and it's your own business, whether you are in sales for yourself, um, whether you are in an industry that I talk about or not, you can certainly apply everything that I'm going to be sharing with you today um, as part of a reflection of your sales. And so it's certainly easy to focus on the wrong things, taking the easy meetings with clients that don't quite align or trying to fill your diary with a appointments to show the manager that you're trying or maybe just to show yourself that you're trying but for those of you that have done this or are stuck here now you feel heard know that this doesn't generate results know that being busy being busy being busy does not generate your results it just allows you to get distracted it gives you an excuse it gives you an easy way out, but the easy way out isn't going to get you the results. So as I've said before, whether you are selling for somebody else or whether you are selling and it's your own business, know that sales needs to come first and the revenue generating activities within sales needs to come first. And so that's why I often refer to revenue generating activities because your activities need to generate revenue. Otherwise, we need to question A, why are we doing it? Or B, can we outsource it? Now, outsourcing sales is certainly something I will cover on another episode. It's something that that I get asked about a lot. It's something that comes up on a lot of conversations, especially with business owners that don't yet have a sales team. But I'll park that one for now and we will definitely revisit that. And so, as I mentioned, I'm going to be showing my mistakes from early on in my sales career. I'm going to cast your mind back many, many years ago. And so I'm going to share with you four mistakes. I'm going to start off with the first mistake, which is something that I call having happy ears. Now, having happy ears sounds lovely, doesn't it? It's we're happy, our ears are happy. (laughs) We must be hearing and listening to really good stuff, right? But actually all that happy ears means is that we are listening to only the good stuff. We are being given the answers that we want, that we like the sound of, and therefore we are not qualifying further. We're not delving deeper. We're not asking the hard questions. And so as soon as we ask the difficult questions, the questions that don't come that naturally to us right now, 
means that we don't uncover the right information and therefore that's what's going to enable your process to fall down and that's what we don't want and so when it comes to having happy ears it means we haven't qualified enough and we are only listening to the things that our clients want to tell us that we want to take on so again if you if you cast your mind back to meetings where somebody said only good things have they disappeared afterwards have they not yet bought? I've got two. I can tell you of two right now. And again, I don't have happy ears anymore. So I can be very um, reflective on this point, but I can also um, really understand kind of how, how to delve deeper on this. But I've got two opportunities right now that um, have told me great things. They, they came in, they were yeses, they were ready to go. And then I asked a few more difficult questions and they still gave me all the good answers, but I knew they weren't quite giving me all the information. So I gave them an out and we took that out and we are still playing along that journey. And the reason why is because they are not ready. They're not ready. And I could see that in that first conversation. And therefore, rather than coming out of it going, yes, I've just got myself another client. How exciting. I'm going to be able to transform them, their business, their, their pipeline, their revenue generating model. I'm going to be able to really make a difference. I came out of those meetings going, they're not quite ready. I'm going to send them something that's going to support them right now because I know they're not going to come back to me right away. And I was right. And again, there's mindset that plays with that. You could say, well, if I thought about it in a more positive way, Way maybe it would have come through. I don't believe so in this case. Okay. So the happy ears piece reflects upon meetings that you've had that have gone 100% well and then nothing has come from them. That's because we had happy ears. That's because we didn't qualify enough. That's because we didn't go through and uncover what is the roadblock, what is going to stop them from moving ahead with you today, tomorrow, next week. Okay. Mistake number two is meetings to fill my diary, not to fill my pipeline. Meetings to fill my diary, not to fill my pipeline. And the reason why that is one of my favorite mistakes is because I remember having this full diary of meetings and all these things I had to do and and it was nonstop and it was busy and it was every day. And when I stopped to look and reflect at the, the revenue that I generated, it just wasn't there. But do you know what? I tried. I tried. I'd put the meetings in. I'd clearly been busy. You can't be mad. I'm clearly busy. Whereas actually what I was doing was I was filling my diary with things busy being busy, but I wasn't looking at the meetings that I was accepting. I wasn't looking at the meetings that I was setting. I was just setting them because surely a busy diary means a busy pipeline, means a busy sales roster, right? Not always the case if we are accepting anything if we are not setting our sights on the revenue generating generated meetings okay so look at your diary for the week ahead the month ahead what is in your diary what is in there what's what are you allocating your time to are the things that you are allocating your time to things that are going to bring return are they things that are going to fill your pipeline that are going to build connections that's going to help you in the future or is this the third or fourth meeting with somebody that you've allocated an hour to you get on with them you're going to have coffee and nothing really is going to come from it but yet you spent an hour with a potential prospect think about it reflect hard on that piece because that's your time Okay. Mistake number three, not setting boundaries with my clients. Now, this is a big one because often, you know, we've always been told the client is king, the client is always right. 
But if we don't set boundaries, then we are always at the mercy of our clients. And so the boundaries allow you to support them in the most effective way, whether that be a product or service, whether that be returning a phone call, being available. Setting boundaries is really important from both sides. And so if you're finding that somebody is constantly calling with urgent matters or asking for something ASAP, and then they're taking ages to come back to you, they're not coming back to you with the same level of urgency. It's almost like that hurry up and wait. Hurry up, get me the quote, and then you'll wait for my answer because it's not them that signs it off. But again, if we go back to happy years where we go, well, they want a quote, therefore they must be ready to buy ask them the questions, qualify it. Awesome. If I get this to you today by close of business today, will we have a decision by close of business? Tomorrow, for example, what are the next steps from here? How are we going to move this forward? Okay. The year of the no was my biggest year in sales. Now, every year, this is before the word of the year became cool. If you've seen it on Instagram or LinkedIn, before it came cool, I used to do words of the year. And one of the years was the year of the no, because I realized that I was dealing with people that I didn't necessarily want to deal with, that I was working with people that didn't quite align, that I was spinning my wheels, wasting time in opportunities that I didn't qualify enough. So what I started looking at was the year of the no, which was the boundary setting, okay? The boundary setting of where I spent my time, who I spent my time with, the types of inquiries I would accept and the types of clients I would go after, okay? So the year of the no was the biggest year in my sales career working in corporate. Okay, mistake number four, final mistake for today's episode is the utilization of vendors and partners, basically not asking for leads. Now, this is important for you if you are working with other people that that provide a product or a service. So resellers, vendors, um, distributors, collaborators, partners, anybody where you are working in conjunction with, and I want you to work smarter. This is the biggest opportunity for you in your pipeline, in generating more revenue and identifying more opportunities, more prospects to work with. And the reason is this, is that if you go after an industry that that vendor, that product or service lends itself to, and you attach yourself to that, you are going to see bigger success than if you go after a list of random industries, random companies, random people that don't necessarily align with specific products or services and you just try and make it work. If you go to the Your Sales Co website, there are free downloads under the blogs and resources tab. And in there is a replicate your ideal client. If you haven't yet done that, there is an episode on that as well in the Sell Like You library. So definitely go back to that, download that template and start there because that's exactly what I'm talking about here with underutilization with partners. And the reason why replication is important is that if we're working with a partner that sees great success in, in education, use that story, use that success and go after others in education. If you are finding a sweet spot with that 50 to 100 person user account, go after that with them hand in hand, use the stories, use the challenges, get the language. We can capture all of that in a replication table. Okay, so download that, work on that with a vendor and go into bat, go in together on a couple of opportunities of a couple of target accounts. And so I always like to recommend starting with maybe 10 or 20 in a spreadsheet and make sure you schedule a check-in. 
Now, check-in does not need to be an hour. Let's go back to busy being busy. We don't want to be doing that. We want to make sure that we are utilizing our time. Okay, the return on our investment of our time is important. So when we are looking at opportunities with vendors, I want you to build out a list of 10 or 20 opportunities, allocate who is doing what, and then check in again in that week. Okay, you may not have got through to everybody in that week, but at least you're going to capture that momentum. You're going to check in on momentum. How are they doing? How are you doing? Do you need to swap any of them? Do you have any no's right away that you can scrap out and you can you can replace that with another opportunity? Okay. Is there another vendor that that no may be better suited with and therefore you give it to that vendor to give them a call and then schedule you a meeting? Remember, it works both ways. I work with both vendors and partners in a range of different industries. This is the most underutilized tool. Each other, each other are the most underutilized tool. Okay, so listen to the Replicate podcast, download that template, use that whether you are on your own or or going into back with somebody else. Make sure you focus on stories and successes that you can share. And then on the other side, then build out that opportunity prospect list go after it together, check in 20 minutes a week is all you need, okay? Schedule those meetings in. When we're scheduling meetings in, looking at those boundaries, looking at our time, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, let's just get an intro, let's see if there's a need and then move on. Then schedule in, you know, a longer meeting, a longer time, a longer opportunity to be able to showcase and demonstrate specifically based on their needs, specifically based on what you've uncovered, Okay, so the four biggest mistakes that I'm sharing with you so that you can avoid them or at least get out of them if any of these have triggered you or you feel heard in any way, then we have got happy ears, which is we are only listening to the good stuff. We're not qualifying enough. We're just hearing the yeses and we're taking them. We are not delving any deeper, which means we're going to get people ghosting. We're going to get people we're not quite aligning with. We're not we're not gelling on the on the outcome or the story piece. We're going to have me, uh, number two, which is meetings to fill my diary, not to fill my pipeline. Okay, reflect on where you are spending most of your time. Ensure that that is not a meeting for meeting's sake. Could it be a Zoom instead of a face-to-face? Could it be a phone call instead of a meeting? Could it be an email instead of a phone call? Okay, could you send something that will pre-qualify them? Okay, look at how you can reduce your time and therefore spend more time dealing with things that are going to generate you revenue. Number three was not setting boundaries. The year of the no was my biggest year. Do you need to take that on? Do you want my year? Do you want the year of the no? Okay, consider that when you are setting boundaries, when you have got a client that is take, 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 set boundaries with them. Okay. Another suggestion here with set boundaries, just just to add to that, is that if somebody wants a quote and you go through a process to give them that quote, give them a ballpark. Explain the next steps and go from there. I'm working with clients at the moment that are just unlocking this where they are not sending quotes if they do not move through the process that you have set out because that process will generate the best results for your clients. Okay, what's in it for them? Why are you doing it in this way? Don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to hold something back. So number three was not setting boundaries. Number four is underutilization with vendors and partners. So basically not asking for leads, not asking for partnership in the prospect building. A lot of partners um, that I'm seeing, especially B2B service-based, they will do power hours together. Vendors are going into partners' offices to call with them. How cool is that? 
ask your vendors, ask your partners, ask people you are working with, go through a list and go through that target approach together. You are in this together. It's a collaboration piece. Okay, consider that. Now, remember that taking action will move the needle forward. That's where we want to be. We want to be moving that needle forward. We want to get another connection, secure another meeting, develop our skill set in sales. All of this by taking action is what you're going to be able to achieve. So next time you're about to secure or accept a meeting, I want you to think about how much time am I allocating? What is the goal for this meeting? What is the potential outcome from that meeting? What's in it for me? What am I going to get out of this time? And how is this moving the needle forward? Remember that your time is precious. Focus on your revenue generating activities for the highest return on your time. What's the ROI on your time? Because you're not going to get that back. Okay, learn from my mistakes. These are four big juicy mistakes that you can overcome, that you can switch up if you are doing any of them. I would absolutely love to hear if you've got any other mistakes you want to share and how you've overcome them. If you've really enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Please share it. Tag me. You can connect with me, Harriet Meller on LinkedIn, my favorite platform. Um, Otherwise, I'm on Harriet Sales Coach on Instagram. And for more blogs, resources, make sure you check out the link on the yoursalesco.com website. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for allocating the time and make sure you reflect for your week ahead, for your month ahead, for your year ahead. We're still in January, just about, just about still in January. So make sure you allocate that time. I wish you a great week of sales success and I'll be back next week.